This week of Open Ended is sponsored by Basecamp. When you use Basecamp to run projects, people know what to do. People know where things are and you can stay on top of everything all the time. That is Basecamp, our sponsor this week here at the Open Ended Podcast. And speaking of sponsors, if you'd like to sponsor us in a way through your monthly Patreon supporting, um, you can start off at $1 a month at patreon.com slash open-ended. Or just send a donation at openended.fm slash donate. Yep, and our Patreon supporters this week are Amy. Amy. Stuart. Stuart. Classy. Classy. Jennifer. Jennifer. Joelle. Joelle. Will. Will. Quote unquote Michael. Quote unquote Michael. And the Revision Path Podcast. Revision Path Podcast. Thanks so much, guys. We couldn't do it without you. I want to be friends with Classy. <laughs> classy is my mom. Classy is Word. dope. Word. Word. I like, definitely oh, want to be friends with Classy. She's though. really great. Hi, mom. <laughs> Hi, James' mom. She actually listens. This is the Open Ended Podcast. I'm Cher Vincent. And I'm James T. Green. Hey, what's going on? It's your boy, LL. You know what I'm saying? You gotta make sure you love this podcast better, baby. <laughs> All right. Had a trial and never defended. Chilling on the podcast, open ended. Yeah, it's your boy Ho. <laughs> I'm so crack. I'm up here in the open ended podcast. What's up, B? <laughs> Had a trial, got defended. But in this podcast, join us open ended. I was thinking about you last night. Yeah. Thinking about the times. I wanted to record you, but you didn't want to be recorded. So I got home, I got bored, and I wrote a poem. Body, you want to hear it? Here we go. Oh! <laughs> yeah! Open ended, been here forever. Oh, it's a podcast is open ended, going back when I'm leaving the planet. Everybody telling pants with the people and guns, the pawns are black. Everybody from Brooklyn to Baltimore to Philly to Chicago. Hey, James. Hey, Cher. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. I mean, aside from all the fuckery that went into trying to get everything working beforehand, bro, it was it got real in the in the pod. Yeah, <laughs> it did. It did get real. Um, you have a good week so far. Yeah, I started my new job on Tuesday, as you guys learned from my last episode, and I'm coming. I'm showing up on Monday because I really like it. Yes. So I passed that sunday test on saturday i'm excited to go back to work on saturday That's on like monday unheard of, right? yeah i know right like i i mean like i'm happy that i have my weekend obviously but right. I, I don't dread it because there were some day there were some jobs i had like on friday i was dreading to come back on monday mm-hmm. so i don't have that at all good so i'm pretty chill what about you james i'm feeling real good mainly because i found a new therapist so i'm feeling yes. really like vibed out right now you know my old therapist retired right and i'd like to say it wasn't because of me um so, <laughs> so I, I used to joke that my old therapist who retired as well was like yeah he was fleeing the state to flee me yeah pretty much because so, i drove him crazy so yeah i found it it was good his his office is furnished great i can kick my shoes off mm. you know it's got a good view of the city nice i was like pretty blissed out so yeah i said yes to the therapist and, and we're yes. gonna roll with them um but you know unfortunately this is not this week in therapy not this not is, this week <laughs> this is this is the open-ended podcast and since it is the um every other week what is that Fortnite? 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fortnightly. Look at you using Fortnite, yeah, your yeah, SAT yeah. word. Good job. Yeah, I can use words that are more than five, five letters. Um, <laughs> so since it is a fortnightly episode, oh we God. have a special <laughs> guest and we have Rashid. I always butcher your last name. It's cool. Hi, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Rashid Zakat. There we go. There we go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he has joined us all the way from Philly. He actually flew here just for the episode. Um, You're in Brooklyn now, though, right? Or- I'm joking. He didn't fly here. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to let you have that one, too. I was like, no, 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 no. no. I'm just joking. But, but it was just kind of like, oh, yeah, I heard you coming in. You're coming in town. Rolling through. Like, yeah, yeah. And you just yeah. going to drive by. So how are you, man? I'm good. I'm good. I'm on, I guess, a multi-city uh, friendship tour, for lack of a better thing to say. So. I um I'm good. I'm good. I've been on a lot of planes in the last couple of days and mm-hmm. I'm going to be on a few more, but it's great. Right on. Yeah. Where we're in this tour like what stop are we? You guys are the second stop. Oh, okay. So where were we here before? I made a quick stop in Dayton, see a friend talk, oh, so nice. that was fun. And I'm here and then I'm visiting another friend in Houston in a few days. Oh, cool. And then I'm going to go back to New York. I have a couple of days off after that and I'm just going to not Tell anybody I'm back and just sleep for a really long time. No, that is the best. You know? That is the best. Low-key, exactly. Like ghosting, but not really. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's that's like my, that's, I, I do that a lot, especially when I leave for a long time or doing a bunch of stuff. I just like, uh, I have cramps. Or like, <laughs> <laughs> like I don't want to talk to you. Or you, just, you make up like imaginary things like, oh man, I have Crohn's disease. I can't make it out. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> right. It's crazy. And then like miraculously not... it's cured. So yeah. yeah. Um, like I got legionnaires. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I you, just pull out, you pull out I, biblical uh, <laughs> I was in the Bronx. I got Legionnaires. I don't know how that happened. That's too funny. Um, So for folks who have no idea who you are, how do you fill your time? Uh, How do I fill my time? So uh, very recently in January, I just took a job with a really dope startup called McMac. And the easiest way to describe it, it's like QVC and BuzzFeed made an iPhone app. So so I'll I'll explain this. (laughs) Souls. Please explain that. We we make very short shoppable infomercials. Uh, so, for example, we have you guys are familiar with the website fab.com? Yes. The former yeah. website now fab.com. Yeah, so you guys cool. know how they sold really designery home goods, mm-hmm. really kind of cool flash sale stuff. Right. We're not a flash sale site, uh, but we sell really cool designery ish um, home goods, gadgets, things you can't find anywhere else. But the sort of kicker is we have comedians sell the products for us. So it's 30 oh, second. Uh, okay. Yeah. They're like, That's we have cool. a lot of improv comedians from UCB in New York city. It's got some college humor aspect to it. A little of, bit, a okay. little bit. Or it, like funny, dot, a funny yeah. dot kind of vibe going on. It, exactly. It's definitely like a millennial audience. Okay. Um, and it's, so it, we, we try to be as topical as possible with sure. a lot of the humor. We try to make right. sure we, I, I come from somewhat of an improv background. Mm-hmm. So I try to make sure we infuse a lot of improv into what we're doing. And luckily we're working with a lot of improv actors, which is great. Um, but it's great. It's great. So I spend most of my time doing that. I run production there, which, uh, because it's a startup, I do a little bit of everything, uh, as well as hire for certain things and manage people doing other things. And that's a lot of fun when I'm not doing that. Um, I have a bunch of random side projects that I just kind of like to keep up. Um, and my, my, I just have, you know, small things I can kind of contribute to as I go on. So if I come up with an idea, for something that is kind of completely non sequitur. I kind of have an avenue to put that in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then otherwise, I sleep, read the Bible. <laughs> no. Um, I, <laughs> I take that again. Otherwise, you know, I, I sleep, I hang out with people. Uh, I try to build community as often as possible. Yeah. yeah. That's rad. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, you're, you're an East Coaster. Mm-hmm. You know, we're Midwesters. We've had one person from the South. 
So how would you describe, you know, like the vibe of uh, Philly and New York to someone who has never been there? Sure, sure. Uh, I'll start with Philly. So Philly, I moved to Philly to, uh, to go to film school okay. at Temple. Um, and so my whole goal of going to Philly was like, yo, the roots, Joe Scott, all these other folks <laughs> oh, yeah. are yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. So I want to go and figure out how to make some videos with these guys. I have no idea or plan, but I think the cool thing about Philly. So I worked, uh, for myself off and on for about 10 years in Philly. And it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a down to earth city. It's a really mean city. It's like your big brother that picks on you. But if somebody comes at you, then your big brother's kind of there to defend you. That's the yeah. best way I can sort of describe mm-hmm. Philly. Uh, but it's a poor, you know, it's a, it's somewhat a poor city. It's a relatively cheap city to live in. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's a really cool incubator for artists and people that, um, you know, either want to have independent art careers or independent, you know, there are tons of designers and filmmakers and tons and tons of musicians. Philly has an incredible musical history and an incredible musical legacy. Um, and I think that really informs um you know uh, at least a lot of the community that i was a part of in philly mm-hmm. um i hope that answers the question no it no, does it, does. Yeah. it, does. it, yeah. it, it definitely deal. sounds a lot different than what people usually give the rep for what do people um, i'm curious what do people normally um <laughs> i just heard it's a poor man's new york it is it's yeah, definitely yeah. a poor man's new york and that's yeah. not a, but that's not always a but, bad thing but i honestly think right. that's it's to its advantage just because yeah. like as an artist today like you can't like New York are being priced out. Right. They're being priced out of Brooklyn. Like some people I know Listen. people like live in Hoboken. Right. And then travel, you know, take, you know, go down Link and go down Lincoln Tunnel. Yeah. And get into New York City. Right. Just because they can't afford to live in the city anymore. And so. it, New York New York is New York is awesome because everyone yeah. and everything is there, but you pay for it. Um, <laughs> New York is New York is great for that. And I, you know, I love Philly. So for a while while I was working in Philly, I ran a really tiny uh creative agency with some friends of mine. And you know, more than that, right? Uh, yeah, well, WJS. And yeah, so that's, yeah, yeah. that's, and I, I guess I can tell that story because it's a weird delineation, but we jet set WJS. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, over half our clients were in New York. And I think that's the beauty of Philly mm-hmm. because we're a two hour drive, we're two yeah, hour drive, right, right, two right. hours by the bus, an hour and a half, um, you know, on the train. And so, you know, somebody calls you for a meeting. I'm not living in New York, but I can get up there to do some work. I can get sure, up there yeah, for a meeting. It's kind of like quickly. the equivalent of Milwaukee and Chicago for us. Word. Yeah, well, as far as like distance wise, sure. Yeah, yeah. I can say, do you sure. guys, I guess, do you guys have like Milwaukee people coming and doing business in Chicago? And yeah, yeah doing definitely, home? Okay. definitely by uh, by Amtrak and stuff. Okay, yeah, not so much it. us going to Milwaukee, but definitely Milwaukee. People. <laughs> yeah. no, I'm just being real, like, that's kind of what it is. <laughs> I mean, they got dope cheese curds though. They do. Yeah, <laughs> shout out to Milwaukee. <laughs> yeah, they're and okay. Their art museum, and our art museum's dope. And I got engaged there, so let's just say that. Oh, Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Shout out to Milwaukee. Yeah, I need my name Milwaukee. Yeah, but sorry, you were telling the story. Sorry, um, so just for you guys that are listening, I have the worst attention span of all time. It's okay. Hi. We all do. <laughs> Wait, exactly. Have you heard the podcast? <laughs> like, it's like, uh, I'll go on like a 20, like 20 whole circle tangent like I'm doing right now. So let's go back to your story. Let's talk back to your story. Um, what was my story? I was talking about studio. My time. Studio. Dude. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, well, I'll, I guess I'll start here. So for, for a, a couple of years, me and two of my really close friends ran a really tiny creative agency. Uh, WJS was born out of another friend's company who sold travel bags, and he did a bunch of other really cool editorial stuff. We ended up working together on some projects, sharing a studio together, and we said, you know what? Let's just start a creative agency. Why not? I was already freelancing. I had a, I had a good amount of contacts in New York and in Philly, uh, as did he. We had a third friend that introduced us that we brought in. He's an incredible photographer. Shout out to Dave and Taj. And um, I think that's probably when I got the best parts of Philly. 
yeah. uh, while we were doing that. I was there for about a decade. And um, yeah, Philly, I, Philly, Philly's one of those cities. I think if you, if you give to it, it'll give back to you. Maybe not exactly what you want and maybe not exactly in the right way, but there are, um, it's a lot of like just happening, creative things, but you have to like make it happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It sounds a lot like Chicago. Yeah. I would have yeah. way. Yeah. I guess in Chicago, is there infrastructure for creative, are there infrastructure for creative projects? Um, there are, it's getting better. It just depends on kind of the creative projects you're looking at. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, if you can find it, the money's there. Okay. Um, but it definitely does have that kind of, um, vibe of, you know, we are a city that's fucked up in so many different ways. Yeah. Um, but the people here, the community is so strong. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's very grassroots too, yeah, yeah, yeah. which I really appreciate with Chicago. Yeah. There isn't. If you need the help, you'll find it. Mm-hmm. And if you ask for it, you'll get it. Yep. And I think that's what I love about this city so much is that like it's not difficult to find people to help you out. Mm-hmm. Cool. The vibe everyone is probably getting right now is like you do a lot of stuff. You, <laughs> you are a jack of all trades in any type of way. So like honestly, how do you do it all? Like how do you manage all these varieties of um, aspects of your life and what it is that you do? Um, I don't know. <laughs> um, I think that's why I'm late to everything. Um, you weren't late today. Yeah, you were right on time. You were right on time. I will time. give you props. So actually, that. a couple minutes earlier, I was like, "Oh shoot, let it get, <laughs> let it get together." Do I look okay? <laughs> Is my hair do I nice? Do this? <laughs> like, oh, spit shine. Absolutely. Um, I, you know, I guess my 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 philosophy or my idea, I try to not have too many set creative projects not too many set deadlines and just kind of let things come as mm-hmm. they come mm-hmm. um so I, I i have no idea how many little things that are in the works but if i have an idea for something i'll just make it really quickly mm-hmm. or start making it and then just kind of add on to it and whenever it's ready um when i have an idea for something i'll make it so i have one project called rapper vines and it's really just me doing terrible impersonations of rappers on vines six seconds and that's that's super easy to produce right so if i'm in whole foods and I see a banana and I think about banana and I think about it in LL Cool J's voice. I can like make that really quickly and put it out. Um, <laughs> oh, uh, yes. uh, and, you know, and, but most of my projects are like that. One, one thing I've been working on most recently is a project uh, called Negroes of New York. And yes. yeah. Yeah, that's um, a good one. it's and it's it's fun. I mean, it's completely it's all about lo-fi portraiture throughout New York City, photographing people of color. I'm trying to figure out how far that extends. Uh, like how far into the people of color us, you know, can I, can I take pictures of people and still label it Negroes of New York? But that's a separate conversation. Right, um, right, but right. I mean, again, that's another really simple little five. I'm, I'm hanging out with a friend. We're having coffee. I see that light is really dope. I ask him to stand still. I take mm-hmm. a picture and I put it on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, most of my projects function, function like that. So, you know, people don't tend to expect any me to put anything out at any given point in time. I don't really know too much about my audience. I assume my audience are my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and so most of the things that I work are just, you know, I have an idea. Let's make it really quickly. I'll mm-hmm. put it out. And the internet is really awesome for doing that. Uh, iPhones are really incredible for doing that. And we live in a time that I think you can kind of fuck up uh, publicly a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I like taking full advantage of that as, <laughs> as often as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so what I especially find really interesting is that a lot of your projects are very like internet native. Like they exist, yeah. like they wouldn't work without having the internet. I don't and know if I would it, exist in medieval times. I don't know yeah. how I would like survive. Like, I would be I a sword maker. I don't know either. You know what I mean? Even a peasant. Exactly. Yeah. Like I'm not even going to lie. I look at like all these people that are doing artists in this, artists in that. I'm like, 
I live in the fucking future, and that is how I exist. Right. I don't know how I work. <laughs> so honestly, like, since you have so much stuff that exists online, like, how do you go about like telling people about what it is that you're doing without coming off as like a jackass? That's just all like all they do is talk about what it is they do. Um, you know, uh, I don't know. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I, I, my, I, uh, let's see. So I have a guiding philosophy that is don't be a dick. It's, it's pretty straightforward. Yeah, that's that. I wish people, more people would do that. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's it's, a good creed to have. It's it's easy and hard, right? Like, because there's yeah. there are always times where it's like, yo, I have to be a dick right now. But yeah. you can minimize the amount of dickery, sure. and also be happens. able to check yourself. Like, okay, I'm going. I'm like, I'm veering into the dick territory. Yeah, I need to you know back off a little bit. Yeah, to, you know. And sometimes you don't know if you're a dick, right? So you have to kind of yeah. self check and be like, yo, am I a dick right now? Probably. Yeah. I'm constantly yeah. asking myself like, uh <laughs> <laughs> more likely if you have to ask, you probably are. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, and there's sure. also some self acceptance too. You have to acknowledge it's like, yeah, sometimes I'm I'm just gonna be an asshole. Exactly. And I think that's okay. Um I don't know. I mean I I, I, I kinda I tend to move through things really quickly. Um I don't even things that I spend time on, I just try to put them out and get it over with. Sure. Because um, I do think it's more about having a canon of work than any one particular project. I think that hurts in one sense because I don't have, I don't have a clear brand necessarily. Like I know what my brand is in some ways. People that know me that we have conversations with have a sense of what my brand is. It's a lot of humor. It's figuring out, you know, visuals. It's looking at light, all these other things. Um, but... I also don't want to be that person that's always telling people about the project that I'm working on because I'm having more fun working on it than telling you about it. Right. You know what I mean? So instead, right. I would rather figure out how to include somebody into what I'm doing, if right. at all possible. And that also tends to spread word about things that you're doing as well. Yeah. Yeah. So do you um, ever like kind of like feel like you have to separate what are my serious projects versus what are my pro and, and this is like serious, like quote unquote serious yeah. versus like the projects that are more for yourself. You know what I mean? Like, Eventually, like, you got to get paid. You got to get paid for what it is that you do. You know, everything you put out for free, you know, rent's due on the first. You know what I mean? That's right. (laughs) As we said, man, we said it in so many episodes. I know. uh, It's real, though. Yeah, it's it's really real. So, like, how do you, like, kind of separate yourself for that? Like, okay, this is a project that is for, like, a big company. Mm -hmm. They need to see that I am serious enough that I can deliver in X amount of time. Right. How do you go about that? I mean, I think. While still having fun. Yeah, I mean, I think so much of that is, uh, I mean, most people, most of the clients that I've worked with in the past, uh, they come from some type of personal connection. Mm-hmm. So they sort of know who I am. They know my modus operandi. They know that I'm goofy, a little bit irreverent. But, you know, at, if I can, I get things done. Um, and I think a lot of times just getting stuff done. Um, so if there's a project, just being on time with a project, being professional in emails, but also still being really personable. Right. Um, uh, in terms of, so I think that's the easiest way to des- describe it for client things that I've worked on is just be on time. Again, don't be a jerk with your client, do the best work that you can do. And you know, there's always that, uh, I feel like having a client is like having a relationship, you know, mm. where there are emotional things you have to negotiate with people. There are, um, logistical things you have to negotiate. And if you're kind of smart about that, but holistic about that, I think people take you seriously if you can just get shit done. Basically, if you can get business done and you know what you're doing, the flip side, and it's really hard for me to delineate serious personal projects from kind of goofy personal projects. Mm -hmm. A lot of that stuff kind of fits into a big pot of the idea comes. I'll kind of hack at it until it's done and then get it out there. Um, But, you know, I think the project kind of tells you what it is. Uh, So, like I say, Rapper Vines is a clearly really goofy project Um, that's totally just for like 
giggles. Um, but and it delivers. Word. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate. I appreciate that you guys like rapper vibes. That that feels. I learned yeah. it about it today, and I feel like my life is both like one of those things. Like I didn't know I needed this in my life, but right. now that it's in my life, it's like I right. don't know how I live without it. Right. So yeah. good job, thank you for that. Exactly, exactly. It's how you and I met. Yeah, I must say, rapper vines has like opened up the world of James T. Green. <laughs> um, we have a mutual friend, and I did a most deaf rapper vine. Uh, and they sent, uh, she sent it to James and it, but then at the same time, like seeing you and then seeing your work and I'm like, Oh, this kid is dope as hell. <laughs> um, cause there is this really dope community I'm finding of, you know, people of color, but specifically black people. And I'm always kind of on the hunt to be friends and meet and kind of trade ideas with black creatives. Um, and you know, it also, and also just black dude creatives as well. Um, and that's that's a separate conversation um, because I don't find a lot of folks that share sort of a uh, the kind of philosophy I'm forming. So every time I find somebody that's like that, that's dope. It's like, no, we're going to be friends. That's fine. <laughs> it like, you know what I mean? To the degree of right, that that happens, right. it doesn't matter. Right. Um, but anyway, I digress. But it, back to back to serious projects. I, uh, you know, I think the project tell I think the project just tells you mm-hmm. what it is. And you um, just kind of let it kind of like go out. Like kind of like the idea comes first. You're like all right, I like where this is going and you just kind of let it direct itself versus thinking too much. Exactly. Controlling it before you. Yeah. I mean, I have a tendency to be in my head and Mm -hmm. there are tons of projects that I'm totally in my head about and they aren't out there in the world yet Mm -hmm. because, you know, I'm kind of obsessing over, I don't know if I want to use tungsten on this or like Adobe Garamond. (laughs) And that's like, that'll be a year that something sits on my hard drive because I'm not sure if I want to go with a serif or a sans serif or a header font. Um, You know what I mean? But once it, once you, once you, once you, once it hits you and once you see it, Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh, there it is. Cool. All right. I'll put it out. And it's sort of out of your head. Um, But, and I think that's a tendency of a lot of creatives, right? Because we have the internet, we have computers, we have, technology we have lynda.com we have youtube we have all these ways of not only expressing ourselves creatively but learning how to express ourselves mm-hmm. creatively we have a ton of avenues we have a ton of ways to we have a ton of ways to be able to communicate with people mm-hmm. um and i'm enjoying that it's kind of creating this uh it's not necessarily limitless and it's definitely dangerous because you can be involved with so many things and so many projects that you get burnt out or you get tired you start yeah. resenting you know, there have been times where I felt like I've resented creativity as a thing, right? Yeah. Uh, which sounds ridiculous. Um, but I think any person that's worked on anything creative intensely can tell you that it eats away at you in some ways uh, that aren't always healthy. Um, but sometimes it eats you in ways that aren't healthy, but it's also a part of the process. Mm-hmm. Um, so I say all that to say I try to let as often as possible any project, any side project, anything that's not connected to money connected to a client anything that's not connected to my livelihood just be what it is and speak for itself and just Mm. let that guide what's going to come out of it that's really Um, interesting yeah that's great and i also like touched on too just like how you communicate with clients i always find it difficult for me to let my personality show Mm. and especially like emails like it's for company or like anything like that it's difficult for me to like let my let myself be in the email yeah. it's kind of just like it's professional and so it's and it's so hard for me and i'm not sure if that's deterring me from actually getting any other kind of freelance work because it's just so very factual yeah and it's difficult so i'm just like how do you kind of make how do you bring your personality into um emails or like any kind of form of communication online because i just have so much difficulty with that mm-hmm. start with gifts I think. I think okay. gifts are like <laughs> no, that, no, that breaks ice. For sure. <laughs> it does. It's like the yeah. great equalizer, and I yeah. think too, like clients respond well to humor. Like people enjoy, um, 
you know, if we kind of connect on some type of sensibility, then, you know, we kind of start to build some type of common ground from there. So there's some people I can be way more goofy with mm-hmm. uh, than others. There's some people I can be way more goofy with with others. Some people I can be way more casual uh, with than others, depending on what the shared language is, our shared history, what we have in common, so on and so forth. Uh, and there are other folks that you can't do that. So I try to communicate with people how, you know, what yeah, our relationship is. You right, know? you have to read the audience, essentially. Yeah, 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 yeah. And also let them kind of read you as well. Right. Um, and yeah, I just always have like so many layers of anxiety. So it's like, I don't want to say this because it might be conjured differently like ah so then i'm just like i'm just gonna just be black and white completely um you know just in that lane and i don't know sometimes i feel like it might keep me from actually entering real relationships with other people so i don't know but i'm just curious because like you seem to be doing well so obviously it's just (laughs) but like well enough for like you can you know grow and supposed to me it was just kind of stunted so yeah. just curious in that I, regard also too i mean i don't think anything is wrong with a black and white approach if it gets things done yeah you know mm-hmm. um i think i mean i i try to interject my personality because i don't know how not to in some cases yeah. and i you know for a long time i worked for myself because i didn't want to go into an office where i feel like i had to stifle who i was or i had to kind of communicate in guidelines that weren't my guidelines or that right aren't and i authentic. think that's what that's like what my issue is too because yeah. i'm in an office and there is certain guidelines yeah. and so like that's probably why and i also I kind of transfer that into other projects that are not inside the office like wait a minute yeah. i can actually be myself but it's so hard to switch that off yeah so i think sometimes too that's what you have to do yeah you know like i mean there I, 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 i'm gonna temper my words here <laughs> um i think that there are a set of survival tactics that most creatives develop over time um and you know they they manifest in very very different ways right like one of my survival tactics is humor like i have to sort of interject humor in a lot of situations yeah it equalizes things it takes people off their guard and we can have a real conversation about what we're doing but some folks that may not be the right approach you know some folks it's like i more than anything else we need to be clear on what the guidelines are we need to be clear on what we're doing we need to be clear on whatever it is that we're going to do and that's that's fine too you know i think Mm -hmm. it's kind of finding a space to be comfortable and help people you work with be comfortable as well so like even though you're letting so many people in especially like since you know like you and i we live our lives so much on the internet yeah yeah (laughs) um and i know i deal with this a lot you know shout out to my therapist (laughs) shout out to my therapist (laughs) (laughs) oh man i try to think of a rhyme It's gone. Shout out, to my ther- <laughs> Shout out to my therapist. My brain is the layerist. Oh. Exactly. Oh. Um, <laughs> I was trying to remember your hexadecimal because that should be your rap name. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. It's like, um, anyway. Yeah. Nevertheless. <laughs> yeah. So we were talking about like how much you let people in, especially like when you put so much of your work on the internet and like mm. me too. Um, and I kind of struggle with how much to let people in and how much to keep to myself yeah so do you ever kind of struggle with that too like you know how much of the process that i let in and how much should i talk about Mm -hmm. my personal life or what is that i do yeah you know what i mean um yeah i've actually been kind of struggling and thinking about that a lot recently um especially you know very recently having a job and my sort of online persona uh, which is for the most part me is it's kind of random it's a little irreverent it's stuff that i like but i also you know, I have to be cognizant that I have VCs that are looking at my Instagram or my right. Twitter account, right? So I can't use the N word. 
Uh, if you guys are curious, it's the nigga word. <laughs> yeah. um, First time we use nigga word. on the podcast. That's right. Oh, and not the last this time. Nope. Uh, <laughs> um, sorry, white listeners. And so they'll be alright. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. You still can't say that shit. Nope. I, um, <laughs> that's ours. That's ours. <laughs> that's our word. Sorry, I um, you know shit like that. No, I um, I, you know, there's 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 a degree that I kind of refuse to not be myself. But then that brings in a question like, well, what is yourself? What is being authentic? What's oh being God. honest online? Right? Because it's so yeah. like it's, it's a wormhole. It's a it's a wormhole. But anything online, I feel, is very Rather performative. Wormhole, right? Like mm-hmm. I, I think I think vulnerability can totally exist online. I think totally vulnerability can totally. Uh, come from a place online mm-hmm. uh, i'm not particularly i'm not fully interested in being really vulnerable online unless it's productive um right, right and so you know i keep it's almost like vulnerability for not for just for the sake of it but almost like to the point of like helping right like for right. instance i talk about therapy very openly because yeah. i know like therapy in the black community is seen as like kind of like a no-no yeah so yeah. like and regular, all black people need therapists. We right. all need therapists. Right. Or right. a cop out even. Right. Or even a cop out. So I know like when I give yeah. talks, I openly talk about it because it's like, yeah, yeah it's real. Yeah. Versus just like, oh yeah, I just want to be just talking about it because I can. You know what I mean? Do do you feel like that's also important for you to do? Um man, for yourself. I, I, I'm being interviewed on my own. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um, but but I feel like it's important to a point. I mean, there's something there's a lot of things I keep to myself. Mm-hmm. But I'm feel the exact same way. Like I'm vulnerable to the point where if I, if my vulnerability is going to help somebody, then I am going to do it. Right. But if it's just completely self-serving, I'm probably not. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and you know, that's, you have to remind yourself too, of like, is this self-serving? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And that's why I struggle too with it. Just being vulnerable online. Cause sometimes like, Oh, I will like be on Twitter. Like I'm in my feels and I want to say something to somebody like, ah, and then I'll type it. And then like, wait a minute do I really need to say this to anybody? Like, do I yeah. need to say this exact thought that came in my head this exact second? No, I can back up. Yep. And I usually delete it. And then sometimes also maybe like, maybe I'll do it later. So I have like, a, like I have like maybe 20 of my sad feels drafts draft, yeah. on, on Twitter. Like maybe I should do it. Nope. Nope. And it, they're yeah. mostly subtweets to myself. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's, it's hard to yeah. be vulnerable publicly like that. But. The- the dope thing about the internet though is there's a delete button yeah there's you know? a delete button but I'm so mm-hmm. scared for it to be cached and it was like yeah. uh, you're like oh, don't maybe see it cleaner but yeah. right. it's, it's weird I mean I, I have for a while I was experimenting with like tweeting like snapchat you know what I mean so I would just tweet a lot of ridiculous shit and then sure. delete it like five minutes later and there is something kind of That's weirdly kind of therapeutic about doing that right like I'm putting this thing out really publicly but it's not really a business so I'm gonna take the shit down or you know it's it's a lot of I think how I tend to use everything online. I don't really explain a lot. Like I don't explain what I'm doing. I don't explain the purpose of things. I just kind of like, yo, here's this thing I'm working on. Look at this. All right, bye. (laughs) Or I'll like tweet a random rap verse or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I don't know. I can't call that vulnerability necessarily. I think there've been moments of online vulnerability, but uh, yeah, I don't know. So if you had to give one piece of advice to a digital native, um, this is my, this is the most helpful thing that's been to me in my entire life is just divorcing yourself from the outcomes of shit that you make. Um, you know, like stuff for you, you have to have outcomes for client shit, but make, just make, just make some shit, just make it. And it'll, it'll, if you make enough stuff enough times, the right things will happen.
This week's shout out for the Chicago Podcast Cooperative is Making New Friends. Each week, Pat invites new and old friends into a studio where anything can happen. Former guests include murderers, ghosts, milkmen, centaurs, and that nice fellow who lives down the street. It's still in Beverly Hills. Yeah, right on the town line. They go to a lot of like, crazy cool places. Like, they go to the Safari Inn, which is, I think, in True Romance. It's like a huge hotel in True Romance. And they also film there in the show. It's pretty cool. Oh man, so uh. I feel like we've got some more fun facts. Yeah, just. I'm just trying to give an overarching so people understand what we're talking about here. Uh, the basic premise of this first episode. That is, is making new friends here at CPC. Shout outs, and I don't know, like. Centaurs? I don't know, have you ever met a centaur before? In my dreams. Yeah, exactly. I mean. <laughs> they're, both, they're just half human, half horse, and I love horses. I have like I literally went to a riot for um the Black Cots win the twenty thirteen because I heard there would be riot horses. It's like uh I gotta pet a horse. So the That's idea fair. of having like a man attached to that too. Yeah. That's kinda fun. Yeah. I just kinda so, wanna just drop in whenever they record that. Yeah. So <laughs> that is making new friends here at the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. More new friends, more new friends, more new friends, more, more new. <laughs> hey, Cher. Hey. Hey. What time is it? I don't know, but Mr. I think, Fox, I, I, think Fox, I might know. What time is it? You know what? I don't even know, but I think I know what time it is. Maybe Rasheed can help us. What time is it? It's game time. No, wait, that's not the time it is. <laughs> Sorry, wrong time. <laughs> open call time. It is open call time. <laughs> <laughs> Baltimore guys, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. Thank no, you. We're in Chicago, so I feel like somebody like put some juke vibes like two hallways down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> juke on the wall. Right. I'm I'm doing a 40, chairs twerking on the wall right now. So we always start off with our guests. So what are you digging this week? Uh, this week, I am really, really digging two things. One is the Visco app. I've been using it for a long time. Um, I don't have time to make films the way I want to, so I've been experimenting more with mobile photography. And Visco is, it's great. It, you have all your color, you have color tools, you have exposure, contrast, a lot of stuff you would find in uh, a computer uh, a photo editing program, but it's all in your phone. It's beautiful. Um, it's, it's great. It's so good. So good. And it's like crazy powerful. Like I have really, not granular yeah. control, but really close uh, to it and iphone cameras are great that and so I've, i picked up this book recently this is gordon park's photography book uh return to fort scott and it's he goes back home to kansas and just shoots these beautiful black and white photos of you know for the most part just black people in this town and i mean you know they're a lot of them are really really dark-skinned folks but he manages to expose them really really beautifully they come out looking really kind of like silvery mm-hmm. um and that's been sort of informing a lot of the visual work i've been doing hmm. yeah. nice yeah. What about you, Cher? This week, I am feeling Isa Ray. I, uh, my fantasy best friend <laughs> for like, I don't know, four years now. Isa, um, if you are listening. <laughs> holla at your girl. Yeah, we'd we, love to have you here. We would love to have you in my life, essentially. <laughs> but um, if you don't know, you're going to learn today who she is. Um, she did the wonderful little uh, web series, The Misadventures of a Awkward Black Girl. Yeah. And it was on youtube and a couple other streaming sites i think no it was i think primarily on youtube and her own site but um she did for two seasons and 
it's just so wonderful to see someone who was, was so reflective of me because not was well, she she wasn't awkward around white people she was awkward around everyone because the, the cast was mostly color people of color mm-hmm. and she was awkward on all of them and that's how i am awkward around most people in existence that's why i usually stay home so <laughs> like i'm just gonna avoid the situation but recording sh- live from Sarah's front room essentially <laughs> 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 But she, um, Thursday, was on deadline. She finally got her long-awaited show that's been in development, HBO development, for like two or three years. It started off in 2013 or late 2012, and uh, she had partnered up with Larry, um, Larry Wilmore of The Nightly Show. And then, of course, when Larry Wilmore got his Nightly Show in 2014, he had a step back as executive producer. And now she has somebody else on there. I can't remember his name right now, but he's also really great. But it's just her and her girlfriend. It's called Insecure, and it's gonna be HBO. They have a series, um, uh, series pilot coming, and um, got the green light for ten episodes. Oh, good. So good. yeah, it's gonna be great, and I'm really excited for people to stop comparing her to Lena Dunham and actually see her <laughs> as a human being right, who's on, in her right. own right. And finger fucking, snaps, finger a like fucking a man. You're dope. I can't wait to see you in a couple of weeks and the University of Chicago. So Isare is my open call and forever. Like she's the shit. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, what about you, James? <laughs> I don't know if I can top that. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Forever Who can top that shit? Who can top that shit? Who can top that shit? <laughs> Oh man, so my open call this week is this app called Screens. Um, it is an app for iOS. Uh, it's on, um, particularly it's a universal, so you can use it on both your iPhone and iPad um, once you pay once. And what I really love about it is that it's a VPN app. And, you know, for VPN, you can um, log into computers remotely um, from your devices. Um, so what I find really interesting about that is like my computer can be in, in one room, uh, either charging or, you know, doing its various backups. And I can then pick up my iPad and do everything on my computer as necessary. You know, you have a virtual um, touchpad so you can do drag and drop. Um, you can access all of your computer's functionality. Good example is um, one of my clients. Um, I had to design an email for them, but it was also while Empire was on. So I didn't. So I didn't want to multitasking. Do, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I didn't want to leave the couch. So I just picked up my iPad and pulled up all the things for Mailchimp. Um, was able to do all my drag and drop, uh, photo editing, you know, file optimization right from my iPad and controlling my computer. So I not only felt like a wizard, but I could still eat my chicken wings and watch Empire and watch Cookie and, know, and watch Cookie be Slay, cookie. right, <laughs> while getting work done. So yeah, my shout out is definitely Screens uh, for iOS. Nice. nice. We did it, James. We did it. We did it. it is- <laughs> we made it through because it was it was touch and go there for it was touch and go like for twenty minutes 25. though for like I real bought, talk. I bought some bad juju from the East Coast. I'm really sorry, Damn guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that is episode twenty five. This is twenty five, right? Or is it twenty four? Twenty five. It's twenty five. I'm, I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. Yep, episode twenty five. Twenty five. Feeling live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now our episode is now old enough to get a car. Oh snap. Enterprise, at least. Yeah, at least Enterprise. We're old enough to start, you know, scan, um, you know, screening a wedding invitations. I feel yeah, like. Yeah, Fair yeah, enough. yeah. Our episode is as old as Pharrell looks. Fair enough. <laughs> there, there is a picture in an attic of Pharrell, like aging over oh, time. He's, he's definitely Dorian Gray portrait for yeah, sure. For yeah, sure. Yeah. Oh man, twenty five. We are that age where you figure out maybe I should start a startup. 
<laughs> it's about that time. It's about Sorry, that time. Okay. But my idea should be financial. Yeah. Yeah. So as always, thank you again for listening. Thank and you. And sticking around. A special another shout out to Basecamp for sponsoring this episode. We um, appreciate it. I use you on a daily. Yeah. Um, another special shout out to Chicago Podcast Cooperative for being a lovely network of shows to mm-hmm. be a part of. And um, this is your space. Yeah. Another thank you to you, Rashid, for stopping on through. Yeah. Yo, thanks for having me. This was a blast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was really fun. And an off-camera shout-out to Shaka, who is chilling inside of the studio right now, taking lots of great notes. Um, Rosario Boston. Yeah, for a little special project she's working on, as well as being a debugger for all of our audio problems. We could, we literally could not have done this episode without you, girl. Yeah. So, so appreciate just it. quickly jump on and say something, Shaka something shaka but you are listening to the open-ended podcast some of the coolest awesomest creative minds in this city or anyone so um yeah keep it cheesy keep it greasy stay tuned (laughs) 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 i think that's it that's it i can't top it If you like what you heard on this last episode of the Open-Ended Podcast, please give us a shout out on iTunes, either by rating us a five star so we can get higher in the charts or leaving a review. We really appreciate it. Until next time, keep things open-ended. Hi, this is James here. This is usually the area where we try to sneak in a little bit of B-roll, but since we have so much from this episode... Be on the lookout for a special episode in the next few days. And I don't know when it's going to drop. We're going to do it Beyonce style. So be on the lookout of a special episode of lots of B-roll from this particular episode. And we'll see you soon.